1: All right, so this is my friend Olivia. Hi, I'm Nate's friend Olivia. And I've brought you here to introduce you to this AI technology called Dolly 2. And... Yeah, so I have access to this technology. Oh my gosh. How did you (laughs) get access to this? We're doing an episode on it. Okay. So I'd like you to close your eyes. Okay. And I'm going to generate an image. Then you're going to have to guess what I typed in. And then I'm going to tell you. Is this going to be really weird? I mean... hmm. All right, so it is generating. Don't look. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the text.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> um, all right. Open your eyes. Okay. Okay, so yeah, this took... You can open your oh, eyes. Okay. But this took, <laughs> like, seven seconds at most to generate from the prompt that I typed in. And in that time, Dolly has made four different images. So this is the first image. <laughs> And this was entirely generated by the AI. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we'll put a link to this one in the description. But could you describe that for us? So it's like a goose
0: in like a gray and white background with a top hat. All right. This one? It's a goose in also like a gray and white background with a top hat and a bow tie
1: very fancy (laughs) and then this
0: one and it's kind of the first one except with the bow tie yeah and so then this one (laughs) it's the goose looking more like upwards in also like a gray and white background with a top hat and a bow tie
1: so this one did exactly what i asked for and this was the prompt (laughs) A black and white photo of a goose wearing a top hat and a bow tie.
0: It's perfect. It is
1: perfect. (laughs) Very fancy geese. It's a very fancy goose. It looks like you just took like a photo shoot with a a goose (laughs) and then put on the black and white filter. (laughs) Yeah kind of does, which is just amazing like, that an AI generates this. 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 would just be like a perfect way to like model a <laughs> top hat and bow tie like company. Yeah. It's just with a goose. <laughs> with a goose. To be fair, the goose would probably peck the cameraman's eyes yeah. out because geese are scary. They are scary. So I'm glad scary. that we have an AI to generate images of geese yeah. without having to actually get up close with them. Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the show about science. This is your host, Nate. And today, we are going to be playing around with a new AI software known as Dolly 2 and we are going to be putting the art in artificial intelligence. So let's go meet our guest, Mark, and learn how all of this technology really works. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the show about science.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm good. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
2: Hey yeah, so my name's Mark. Uh, I work at OpenAI. We're a company that's focused on building beneficial artificial general intelligence. And uh, mm-hmm. personally, my work is on generating a bunch of things like images or code or any of the kind of typical things that you're used to working with in day to day life.
1: Cool. So, uh, could you tell us what Dolly DALI and Dolly Two are?
2: Yeah, so um, DALI and Dolly 2 they're an artificial intelligence system. And basically, you can type in some input. And usually that's just like a sentence of text. So you can say like um, a koala dunking a basketball. And um, the AI, it's going to generate an image for you that matches what you've typed. And it's not going to find an image that already exists on the internet. It kind of knows enough about these concepts that it'll make a brand new image for you.
1: So, how did you even train Dolly to make completely new images in the first place?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, these systems are very, very data hungry. So, you can like show a human, you know, like a couple images of a lion and know what a lion is. But with these artificial intelligence systems, currently, you need to show them hundreds of millions of pictures along with their captions. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did for Dolly as well. So, we showed the system, you know, here's a bunch of images that are publicly available on the internet, along with their captions. And it learned these relationships from just observing this massive amount of data.
1: So, what techniques does Dolly use to uh, make an image from scratch? Like, after you type in what you want it to create, what goes on behind the scenes?
2: Um, that's a really good question. So there's a multi-step process for Dolly, And you usually type in some text phrase, and it'll break down this text into the really important features. So this could be like, if you typed in a koala uh, dunking a basketball, it'll kind of extract a feature for a like koala for a basketball. And it'll kind of imagine some features for the image as well. So it'll be like, what background am I in? You know, like, how close up is the koala? Uh, so it'll kind of fill in a lot of these image details. And then once it kind of has the complete set of details, it creates the image. And the way it does this is, it'll kind of start with a really fuzzy image and then gradually refine it until it's something that looks realistic to you.
1: So what are some of the images or kinds of images that Dolly is like really good at generating And what are some images or concepts that it does less well with?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic question. I think it's great at taking two different concepts that you don't really find typically exist together, um, and just mashing them together. So, I think some of the examples that we've been really happy with are like a teddy bear uh, on a skateboard in Times Square. So usually you don't see like teddy bears standing alone on skateboards. So it's great at combining these two like concepts that you don't really see together and putting them in the same photo. And I think it's also very good with certain styles. So if you tell it like, oh, I want something as if Monet drew it or um, in the style of surrealism, for instance, it's really good at kind of integrating those elements into your picture.
1: Yeah, I know that personally I did a, a couple of them where it's like a turtle wearing a crown by such and such. Uh, like I think that of the few that I did some of them turned out better Uh, Mm -hmm. some of them turned out really good and some of them turned out fine but not exactly what I was looking for but overall really nice
2: (laughs) yeah I mean it still has some uh definite limitations like I don't know if you've tried like generating street signs with text um
1: yeah I've I've seen some of the images that that produces (laughs) it's
2: (laughs) yeah yeah so I mean it's still a work in progress um I think Over time, these kind of limitations will get addressed. But yeah, I think when it comes to, you know, like very like crowded settings with a lot of humans, uh, sometimes it's not super great at those situations either.
1: So what are some of the features that Dolly currently has?
2: So there's a couple of notable features. There's, of course, like the vanilla text to image feature, where you type in something into our text box, you get a rendering from the AI. So we also have a couple of additional features. So there's variations where you have an image, and the AI can give you similar images that it generates on the fly with the same elements. There's also two other features, one's called inpainting, where you take an image, you erase some elements, and then you use text to provide what you would like in the place of what you erased. And finally, there's outpainting, which is similar to inpainting, but you can take an image, and you can kind of reimagine what's beyond the borders of the image. this way you can get these kind of very large canvases with a lot of detail and a lot of elements.
1: So uh, where are you uh, planning on taking Dolly and other technology like it in the future?
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's also a very good question. Um, I think when we set out to do DALI, um, the goal was to get, you know, the first photorealistic images that you could get from text and i think we did a really good job of achieving this so these images are are really compelling and sometimes you know like people can't really tell that these are computer generated and not real images but i still think there's like a, a way to go like um, i think one pretty clear direction is like extending this to video for instance like mm-hmm. uh, you could imagine like you wanted to generate like a tiktok or like a short video yeah m- maybe an ai could do that for you and I think we also have a couple of tools. You know, you can kind of edit out parts of the images and put in new elements Like you can imagine doing that for things like video as well. And I think just like the set of features, uh, we can keep expanding that. Like we can take your drawings and kind of render them as professional photographs. We can give you even higher resolution images. And of course, make sure that even on faces or on like rendering text, uh, we're doing a good job.
1: And what exactly is OpenAI, the uh, organization that made DALI and DALI 2's end goal or primary focus?
2: So we've always been an AGI research and development firm.
1: And uh, what is, before you start that, what does AGI stand for?
2: So it stands for Artificially General Intelligence. And this means that you don't want to build AI systems that can just solve one particular task. Uh, For instance, like you could imagine like you just wanted to focus on classifying animals into different categories. Like that's not what we're after. We want to build something that can solve a general and very wide uh, range of tasks. And we not only want to solve AGI, we want to distribute the benefits to society. We want to make the impact of AI good on the world.
1: So you've come really far with Dolly too, and that's what's really been in the spotlight recently. But what are some of the other uh, AIs that you've made?
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's been a bunch of different modalities. And by modality, I mean, kind of like you can think of like text as a modality or image as a modality. So we've worked on AIs for a bunch of different types of modalities. And one is for computer programming, for instance. So Uh, We built something where users who, whether you're a professional or just kind of a hobbyist, you can type in a little bit of code. And the AI, just like it imagines like a picture for you in this sense, it can basically imagine what you wanted to type as the code. So we have really good tools for helping people, you know, quickly write code or even write large paragraphs of text.
1: Okay, so that's really cool. And ever since like, Dolly started like being talked about in a more public setting. You've just seen like loads of like freelance developers creating a ton of different text to image AIs. There's MidJourney, there's Crayon, and there's a bunch of other AIs that you can find on the web. So with all of that, Where do you see the future of text-to-image AI going?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I think, yeah, like you pointed out, there's a very healthy community of people kind of developing and pushing forward the field of AI. I think um, our mission is to build an artificially general agent. And the way that we're doing that, it's important for our models to be able to not just kind of take in image inputs, but also show us like when we say something in text, like how is it viewing our world? I think Dolly gives us a window into how these really powerful AI systems are seeing our world.
1: All right. So what advice would you give to listeners interested in getting involved with AI?
2: So I actually think AI is, it's not like um, the forefront of math research where it takes, you know, like 10 years of study to get really into it. I think it's a field very much driven by creativity. And you can see it with, you know, people creating these images, um, creating, you know, Apps based on our text generators, and so I, I actually think it's really easy to get involved. I think just like building some like small prototype is, is actually fairly easy. There's like a lot of tools, a lot of documentation online, and so I think that's actually a really great way. You know, kind of try to build like a little tool that uses some of these AI techniques. And even if you did want to kind of get into the math, it's not as hard as it feels. So it's it's not one of these fields like a, you know theoretical math where you study for a very long time. I think most people. Um, they just spend maybe a year or two and they can start making some meaningful contributions. So yeah, don't be scared to dive right into it. Play around with the tooling. And um, yeah, there's a lot of kind of tutorials online to tell you how to get started with the tools.
1: And I mean, yeah, I think that there's definitely been like some new people getting into AI lately because especially this field of it, because like a couple months ago, I think barely anybody knew this technology existed. There were only like your team and a couple others maybe who were doing the research on it. And then all of a sudden, like there were like some publications about it. And all of a sudden, there was just a boom in developers who wanted to work on that. So in my opinion, I think that the future of uh, especially this field of a uh, of AI research looks bright.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we're hoping for too. Like, uh, we built these tools. We don't want them to just sit in a vacuum. Like, I think we mm-hmm. really want this healthy developer community to be building on top of our tools. And I, I think, at least for me, like, I'm not an artist. And when you look yeah. at Dolly, it enables me to create images like that mm-hmm. I can't have imagined. Like, just sitting down, you giving me like a paper. And and some of the colored pencils to to create. So I think it's going to enable creativity for a lot of people. And I think um, that we're just going to have a lot more of that if everything goes right.
1: All right. Thank you for being on the show.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, You you asked a lot of thoughtful questions. And yeah, I think (laughs) it was was really cool getting to speak to you.
1: You too. (laughs) So a couple of things before we wrap up today's episode. First, OpenAI just made Dolly available to the public, and there's a link to get started creating your own images in the description. Second, you'll also find a link to all of the images that Olivia and I made together, along with their text prompts. And you may notice that the cover art for this episode looks a little bit different thanks to Dolly. Okay, there you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Thanks to everyone at OpenAI and to Olivia for helping make this episode possible. Our theme music was written by Jeff, Dan, and Teresa Brooks. Okay, Dad, you can shut the recording
0: off. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at WeTheChildrenPodcast.com Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.